Everybody hear that? Yep. All right. You, Perry, go. Good morning. Glad to have you with us today. We will begin our platform in a few moments. Uh, in the meantime, you're welcome to say hello in the chat. And if you want everybody to know you're here, uh, make sure that your chat is set on all panelists and attendees. Hope everyone is enjoying the warm early summer weather today. Good morning, Abby. Glad to have you with us. Yes, happy Pride Month again. Yeah, absolutely. Good morning, Peter. Glad you could join us again. Morning, Jeff. Good morning, Emily and Audrey and Brian and Leanne and Walter and Hunter and Mirko. Oh, they're coming fast and furious now. Good morning, Julie D. Did I miss somebody? I think I maybe I did. Audrey, good morning. Yeah. Good morning, Vincent. Glad you are with us again today. Good morning, Trang. Morning, Donna. I hope uh, those of us who are in the area or other relevant regions are enjoying the cicada serenade these days. Morning, Bill, and good morning, Adam. Good morning, Joe. Yep, <laughs> the cicadas are seeing up. Yes, they are. Interesting, they're louder at some times of the day than others, I've noticed. Good morning, Laura. Laura T. Got to be clear about which of our many Lauras I'm talking about. We'll begin in a few moments. Um, glad to see people saying hello in the chat. If you're visiting us from another ethical society, you might want to mention that as well. Love to have our uh, fellow or sibling uh, uh, ethical culturists uh, join us and also our UU cousins. Uh, good morning, Joe Klein and Darwin. I think maybe we should get started while, uh, hey, hi, Judy. Good morning to you. Yeah, it looks like they've uh, set the default to panelists and attendees for now. That's uh, helping us. Um, and if you haven't already done so uh, and you want to have a candle with you, this is a time to get that ready for our candle lighting and anything else that you want to have with you for our time together. Opening words today are a quote from Roger Borland who is a composer and a professor of music. He writes, let us arrive as children to this huge playground, the universe. Good morning and welcome to Washington Ethical Society. My name is Perry Bider. You can use he, him pronouns for me. I'm today's efficient. Today's platform is about laughter as a path to deepening and personal growth. We begin today with music from our guest, one, two, three, Andres. 
I'm going to teach everybody three letters. W, w E, e S. S. W E S and we say hola, hola amigo. Hola amigo. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? Hola amigo. Hola amigo. Canta conmigo. Canta conmigo. W E S. Gracias. If you speak English or Espanol It doesn't matter, there's nothing wrong We cannot get along If you speak German or Japanese It doesn't make any difference to me If you speak Arabic, Chinese or French We cannot just be friends Hello friend, it's great to meet you Hello friend, tell me your name Support. We're all the same inside our hearts It doesn't matter where you are from You're welcome in my home We come from different places But we have smiles on our faces Whoa, oh, 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 oh. And when we share our cheery, upbeat way to get things started. Welcome once again to the Washington Ethical Society. Visitors from near and far, we especially welcome you. We hope that you'll say hello in the chat and that you might send an email to our membership coordinator. That's Maceo Thomas at M-A-C-E-O-T at ethicalsociety.org. You can also fill out a connection form, which uh, Maceo will put the link for that in the chat. Uh, speaking of the chat, it will stay open through much of the platform service, closing for the address itself, and then reopening. If you don't want to see the chat, this is a good time to minimize it. We also have closed captioning available, and you can turn that on or off as you prefer. <clears throat> Each week, 
a member of our community reads our statement of purpose so that we might hear our shared values in each other's voices. If you're interested in taking a turn to read the statement of purpose, you can sign up at tiny.cc slash read SOP, one word. This week, our reader is Adam Briskin Limehouse. Adam serves on the uh, Lay Leadership Development Committee, which has had a very busy spring compiling the slates for today's membership meeting for both the Board of Trustees and the Leaders Search Committee. So thank you to the LLDC for all their hard work, and we will be hearing from them more at today's membership meeting. For now, Adam, if you would please read our statement of purpose. Of course, thank you. Hopefully everyone can hear me. Uh, I do want to put one plug in that everyone make sure you go and find your election buddy link in your email. If you have not received it yet, please, please, please email us at LLDC at ethicalsociety.org so that we can make sure that your vote is counted uh, before 3 p.m. today when the election will close. Uh, with that said, I'm going to go ahead and read the statement of purpose. The Washington Ethical Society is a humanist congregation that affirms the worth of every person. We strive through our relationships to elicit the best in the human spirit. With faith in human goodness, we appreciate each person's unique capacities. We joyfully celebrate together and support each other through life. We nurture a sense of reverence and responsibility for each other and the earth. We warmly invite you to join our community of children and adults as we work for a world where love and justice cross all borders. Thank you, Adam. If you have a candle at home, <clears throat> excuse me, I invite you to light it now and invite everyone to join me in reading the candle lighting words. May we kindle within us the warmth of compassion, the light of understanding, and the fire of commitment to build a brighter future for all. Each week, we ring a chime in solidarity with people around the world. Today, I am particularly mindful of the children of the world and how important it is that their childhood be safe, full of love, laughter, and abundant opportunities to play. As we listen to the chime, let us remember our connection to each other and the world around us. Let us hold in our hearts all that hurts in the world. And let us commit ourselves to all that calls for our work and our love. Thank you so much. Good morning and happy Pride Month. I'm Lynn Cox, my pronouns are they, them, and I'm the interim leader here. We continue the centering time of our platform with a reading from my colleague, Mark Morrison-Reed. This poem is called, Let Me Die Laughing. We are all dying, our lives always moving toward completion. We need to learn to live with death and to understand that death is not the worst of all events. We need to fear not death, but life, empty lives, loveless lives, lives that do not build upon the gifts that each of us has been given. 
lives that are like living deaths, lives which we never take the time to savor and appreciate, lives in which we never pause to breathe deeply. What we need to fear is not death, but squandering the lives we have been miraculously given. So let me die laughing, savoring one of life's crazy moments. Let me die holding the hand of one I love and recalling that I tried to love and was loved in return. Let me die remembering that life has been good and that I did what I could. But today just remind me that I am dying so that I can live, savor and love with all my heart. So ends the reading. And now let us enter into a time of meditation. You may wish to close your eyes or soften your gaze and find a posture that is comfortable yet attentive, stable and yet flexible. And pay attention to your breathing. Draw in a nourishing breath and re release that breath into the world. Trees are breathing with us, drawing in carbon dioxide and releasing oxygen. I was reminded this week that trees increase in mass using these building blocks of carbon that they breathe in. And I like to imagine the trees laughing as they breathe in and out, tickling the air with their waving branches, playing hide and seek in the soil with their roots. So draw in a breath and release it naturally and let the nourishment of that breath sink down into your roots. Is there a moment from today or this week that you would like to savor? And if you can't think of one, consider this moment, this time when we are all united in intention. Hold your moment of gratitude or wonder or peace or humor. Hold that moment in your mind and heart as you trade breaths with the trees. Draw in a breath and release it naturally and let the nourishment of that breath rise up from your roots through your body upward and outward. You might imagine that breath nourishing your body as you bring out new thoughts or acts of service or dances of joy or words of compassion. Let us trade breaths with the trees and let us live, savor and love with all our hearts. We continue our meditation in silence and in the music that follows.
Pick a fruit, cut it in half, open it, and inside you'll find a seed. We take that seed and we plant it in the ground. I take a seed, plant it in the ground with soil, water, and sun. A big tree will grow, reaching to the sky. From that tree, a fruit grows. Inside that fruit, there's another seed. Como esa semilla, la siembra en el suelo, con tierra, agua y sol. Crecerá otra planta, alta como el cielo. Salen muchas frutas y de esas frutas salen muchas semillas y las vamos a sembrar. Tomo esas semillas, las siembro en el suelo con tierra. del bosque saldrán frutas y de esas frutas también van a salir semillas y vamos a sembrar una vez más. Tomo las semillas, las siembro en el suelo. Y todo este bosque salió de una sola semilla. Eso es lo que puedes hacer con una semilla. Excellent. So there's a story I want to tell you, but I have to start by telling you about Rene Descartes. He was a mathematician and a scientific thinker and a philosopher in the early 17th century. In Descartes' time, European knowledge rested on an academic analysis of Greek philosophy. And while I disagree with a lot of what Descartes said in his philosophy, I have to give him credit for being willing to rebel against the prevailing par paradigms of his day. Where the Aristotelian philosophers would have said that nothing comes into our thinking without passing through our senses, Descartes said that our minds have the ability to perceive things just from the intellect without ever having been experienced through our senses. And further, he suggested that the things that are most essential about reality can only be perceived by the mind through a withdrawal of the senses. And this is the basis of his think, therefore I am line, otherwise known as, known as cogito ergo sum. So quoting the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy, Descartes observes that the cogito result is known only from the fact that it is clearly and distinctly perceived by the intellect. Hence, he sets up a clear and distinct intellectual perception independent of the senses as the mark of truth. 
So personally, I'm skeptical of Descartes' skepticism of external world knowledge. Truth in the intellect alone, untethered from the wisdom of community and from lived experience, is not, in my view, more reliable than the truth that comes to us through our senses. And I think humor can help us find the truth because it helps us not take ourselves too seriously and to see where intellect is best paired with values and accountability. But I needed to get us on the same page before I tell you this story. Descartes walks into a bar and the bartender asks him, Monsieur, would you like something to drink? And Descartes answers, hmm, I think not. And Descartes disappears. Now I could have started with the story, but that would have been putting Descartes before the horse. Most of your microphones are muted. I'm going to trust that some of you are laughing or perhaps groaning. I look forward to the next time I'm in a Zoom meeting or outdoors with some of you so that I can hear laughter and or objections to my jokes. Laughter is one of the things that can keep us moving in a positive direction. I would like to explore different forms of laughter and what they might mean for a path of personal growth and bringing out our best. Among other times, wise laughter emerges at the return of vitality. It is an affirmation of survival after a harrowing experience. It is a breath of peace when the truth is revealed. In other words, wise laughter comes at times of renewal and relief and realization. First, times of renewal are ripe for wise laughter. The return of welcome seasons and cycles, freedom of movement or reconnecting with the ground of being can inspire people to bubble up with laughter, even when there's no joke to be told. Joy by itself draws out the sound. Furthermore, laughter keeps the circle moving, keeps us connected with renewal. Renewal and laughter go together in some earth-centered mythologies. You may remember the story of Demeter and Persephone from Springfest in April. Persephone had gone into the earth to become the bride of Hades and queen of the underworld. And her mother, Demeter, who rules the harvest, grieved so much that nothing on earth could grow. And Demeter is so heartbroken that she refuses to eat, drink, or smile. And in one version of the story, the goddess Baobo comes along with food and wine and earthy jokes. And Baobo is not a character you will find in an elementary school mythology textbook because nothing she says or does is G-rated. Demeter listens glumly and then cracks a smile. And Baobo lifts her skirts and Demeter laughs out loud in spite of herself. And Demeter then accepts the food and wine that Baobo offers and a few things begin to grow on the earth. And once Demeter takes a deep breath in laughter, she remembers her power and gets to work. Demeter and Persephone, as you may remember, arrange a deal that allows Persephone to spend half of the year above ground promoting growth and half of the year below ground as the queen of the underworld. Persephone's yearly journey brings us the cycle of seasons in this legend. And there's a lot more to the story, but the thing to highlight here is that life and growth were burned out and stalled and stuck until a wise elder goddess who had no time for propriety came along to invite renewal through laughter. Across time and space, laughter is recognized as a sign of health and renewal. Laughter can be wise in that it connects us with the seasons and cycles and the breath that keeps us going. 
we are invigorated and reunited with our best, most human selves. Another occasion for spiritual laughter is in times of relief. These are the occasions when we have a close encounter with the line between life and death and find ourselves still in league with life. The experience is not always literally life-threatening. Sometimes it's simply stress or embarrassment that feels mortal. Sometimes we come up to that line as we help a loved one cross over it. That being said, surviving a close shave can be an occasion for grateful, relieved laughter. Many years ago, when a friend and I were young and inexperienced drivers, we were having an animated discussion while traveling on the highway in a 20-year-old car. And one of us, I can't remember who, made a dramatic sweeping gesture with one arm when thunk. The car made a disturbing sound and suddenly we were losing power and my friend could steer but pumping the gas pedal did nothing. And I was frantically looking for a button or a spring or something that could have caused this. Unlike cartoons and science fiction movies, nothing was lighting up. There weren't springs and wires pouring out of any broken dials. And my friend coasted to a stop along the shoulder of an exit ramp. Are you okay? We asked each other simultaneously. And after taking inventory of all of our limbs, we laughed and laughed. The gear shift of this car was located in between the front seats. And the car had an automatic transition, but you've got to put the reverse lever somewhere. And the gear shift was loose, because 20 year old car. And of course, you don't need to press the clutch in a car with an automatic transmission. And so one casual thump was enough to throw us into neutral gear. Laughter was a transition from high tension and quick action to relaxation and reflecting on what had happened. We were relieved at our ability to turn this into a learning experience. And I believe what I mostly learned is to take the Metro bus. Philosopher John Murill uh, says that this idea of humor as relief has some old fashioned connotations. He shows that this idea of our emotions being a set of hydraulic pipes is based on the cutting edge science of the 1600s when, when learned people thought that the function of the nervous system was to convey animal spirits through the body. And he suggests that as Morel suggests that laughter and humor are adaptations from the very beginnings of humanity as old as language. People needed to be able to solve problems beyond the immediate here and now when something didn't go as planned. Fight or flight stops being useful after a certain point and laughter can mark that turning point. So Morel writes, what early humans needed was a way to react to the violation of their expectations that transcended their immediate experience and their individual perspective. Humorous amusement provided that. In the humorous frame of mind, we experience, think about, or even create something that violates our understanding of how things are supposed to be. But we suspend the personal practical concerns that lead to negative emotions and enjoy the oddness of what is occurring. If the incongruous situation is our own failure or mistake, we view it in the way we view the failures and mistakes of other people. This perspective is more abstract, objective, and rational than an emotional perspective." End quote. So humor sometimes comes up when things go um, beyond expectations, when things are really big or really tiny. 
or just reversed, right? So taking that perspective of oddness and applying it to our own actions or our own experiences separates us from the fight or flight and helps us to actually learn from them. In our highway detour, we needed quick reflexes and a focus on that moment during the emergency. But once it was over, we needed to step back. Laughter helped us find a solution by looking at the problem differently, strengthening the relationship that we needed to work together and switched our psychological functioning out of emergency mode. So laughter isn't so much a release of steam from a blocked pipe as a strategy we use to adapt after a stressful situation. And that's a hopeful lens. If we're a set of tubes with animal natures running through them, then laughter is just an involuntary gurgle of a machine and there's not much for our hearts and minds to do. If we are learning growing humans with a sense of humor, we can use that strength to restore ourselves and the selves of others. Caring for ourselves and one another, creating pathways for open-heartedness and discovery, these are the goals of wise laughter. Wise laughter isn't cruel or divisive. Wise laughter reconnects us with life after a reminder of mortality. It may not be as simple as a steam pipe, but laughter is a part of the experience of self and relief, nonetheless. In addition to renewal and relief, a third situation that invites wise laughter is realization. When we come face to face with an unexpected truth, a smiling response to surprise can soften the edges of discovery. After all, learning something new starts with admitting what we don't know. That's not always great. And laughter helps us bear that admission with grace. So I wanna tell you a story from the Jewish Talmud. And there is a character in the story named God, and I'm hoping we can hear this story in the same way we heard about Demeter and Persephone. It is a story rich in symbolism and character that need not be taken literally. So I don't know if the story happened exactly this way, but I believe it's true. As the story goes, there was a huge debate between the famous Rabbi Eliezer and the other members of the assembly about whether a particular kind of oven was susceptible to the laws that applied to kitchen utensils. And this was during a time of great transition for the Jewish people when they had to work out new ways of doing things as they adapted to being a more mobile and spread out people. So seemingly small details had implications for the way people were going to live together and keep their identity intact. Rabbi Eliezer produced powerful logical arguments, but the rest of the rabbis refused to yield to his son. And Rabbi Eliezer said, if I'm right, let this carob tree prove it. And the carob tree uprooted itself and moved about 45 meters away. And his colleagues said, a carob tree doesn't count as proof in an argument. Rabbi Eliezer didn't give up. He said, if I'm right, let the channel of water prove it. And the channel of water flowed backward. And the sages gave the same answer. Proof by water flow doesn't work either. Third time, Rabbi Eliezer appealed to basic reality. He said, if I'm right, let the walls of the synagogue show it. And the walls started to collapse until Rabbi Yehoshua, one of the Eliezer's opponents in the debate spoke up. And he said, walls, if scholars argue with one another, what business is it of yours? 
and out of deference to both of them, the walls neither collapsed nor straightened, but leaned. And finally, Rabbi Eliezer took his argument straight to the top. If I'm right, let it be proved directly from heaven. And a voice from heaven spoke up. Why are you arguing with Rabbi Eliezer? The law is on his side in all things. And Rabbi Yehoshua retorted with a quote from Deuteronomy. The Torah is not in heaven. And later, when one of the sages had a vision of the prophet Elijah, they asked Elijah how God reacted to this exchange. And God had laughed and said, my children, my children have defeated me. So ends the story. God's sense of humor here is absolutely essential for understanding the story. This wasn't a sad defeat. This wasn't a rebellion. The debate showed the system working exactly as intended. In the tradition of the story, God had given the Torah to the people to figure out among themselves with logic and collaboration. People were not meant to remain dependent on the holy for mystical signs. The children were growing in their interdependence. Following a celebrity who stands alone, even if they are right, rather than a democratic process, would not have been true to the spirit of freedom. And God was surprised and maybe humbled, but laughter showed openness to moving into the future. I think that the spirit of freedom and discussion and adapting for the times in which we find ourselves is very relevant to this community. The words of sages and founders in the past have meaning, but we must stay true to the mission we have now and the care for the people and the planet we have here. Humanism is not in heaven. It is not in books. It is not in theory. It is not in history. At least it is not in any of those things alone. The truth of humanism does not exist in a purely intellectual realm, no matter what Descartes said. Humanism is here, where we can make mistakes and laugh at ourselves and commit to the changes we need so that people can show up for one another, bringing out the best in all of us. Wise laughter is more than comedy. Wise laughter is a playful, adaptive response to the quirks and surprises of a living, growing, interconnected universe. When laughter is kind and open-hearted, it helps us to breathe deeply, to love boldly, and persevere steadily. Renewal is an occasion for laughter. That laughter may come out of pure joy of beginning again, or it may be ignited by a joke from a loyal friend, or it may be set in motion from a mindful practice. By whatever direction it comes, may laughter help us reorient and recommit to our values. Laughter emerges in times of relief. After a brush with mortality, laughter helps us to broaden our vision and to search for meaning. Coping with death, mission, and meaning sounds like community building activity to me. May we extend our relief to others, always seeking ways to bring compassion and strength and hope to our neighbors. Realization brings us the laughter of acceptance. We recognize ourselves as unique, flawed, precious, worthy, and human in that rippling breath of gladness. May we speak the truth in love and may we hear the truth with grace and humor. May it be so. After some music, we'll have community sharing time when 
you can write into the chat about what resonated with you today. A framing question might help spark a memory of a personal experience or your direct observation. So if you'd like, you can focus your sharing on this question. What has laughter energized you or inspired you to do? As we contemplate rest and reflect, let us experience the beauty of the musical response. This is Mambo Wiggle Out Loud from guest musicians Uno, Dos, Tres, Andres. Cristina. Sí, Andres. Vamos a hacer el mambo. Let's do the mambo and let's parade all around your room wherever you are. Follow us. Dice así. We freeze and say who, and say who, and say who. Así. Who. Who. You got it. Who. Oh. Who. 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 Mambo, mambo, mambo. Cristina, ¿sí? ¿Qué tal si vamos caminando por muchos lugares mientras hacemos el mambo? You're right, it's time for the parade. So come on, follow us. Here we go. Mambo, mambo, mambo. Cuatro, tres, dos, 
Uno. Cero. Mambo. Oh, man, that was fun. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Or maybe more, who knows? This is the time when we add our own voices to the morning, sharing our reflections on the platform or what resonates in our own lives. You may consider the framing question, what has laughter energized you or inspired you to do? I invite you to share in the Zoom chat or Facebook comments. I will try to keep up with as many of them as I can. Uh, <clears throat> look forward to seeing what you have to say. Uh, some uh, people commenting that the music was great fun. Oh, here's a long message from Robin. My teenager Josh has severe reactive attachment disorder. He constantly lives in fight, flight, or freeze. His ability to enjoy humor or process jokes isn't really a skill he has. This platform makes me wonder if I should talk with his therapist about inserting more humor practices into Josh's therapy. Hmm. Thanks, Lynn. You've got me thinking. Wow. Uh, Karen Skofieleka, the fool embodies the link between humor and truth. Yeah. Hannah and Brennan, great and an amazing garden too. I think that's a reference to the song we just saw from Abby Dakin. I love the idea of laughter as a gateway from flight or flight, flight to rationality and creativity. That is certainly my experience. It reminds me of the book Descartes' Error. Hmm. Audrey Grip, I am currently in the hospital recovering from emergency surgery. Oh my goodness. Hope you're doing well, Audrey. Yesterday I experienced some setbacks in my perceived recovery trajectory and this platform has been a good reminder to pause, reflect and laugh at all that has passed and how far I have come this past week in the hospital. Audrey, we send our best wishes to you. Jeff Mihal says, Lynn's jokes earlier reminded me of this one. Oh yeah, I know this one too. So a Buddhist walks into a pizzeria and says, make me one with everything. Joe London, I like to laugh before I go to sleep. So I read a few pages of Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, uno dos tres Andres is local and they've won multiple Grammys. They're free, they frequently perform at DC public libraries. Thank you, Mirka, I did not realize that. Um, Shirley Storm says, I fell in love with my husband because he made me laugh. Very cool. Anne Glendening, I had a horrible job many years ago. There were so many crazy aspects of it that when I described it to my friends, they laughed and transformed my view of it. Sometimes that's all you can do. Uh, Julie Drissen likes Jeff's uh, one with everything joke. Walter Ewing, laughter has helped me chill out about the ridiculousness of parenting. Ah, yes. Mark Mayer, I want to know how Lynn convinced the cat to cross our field of vision. <laughs> yeah, I think it may have been more the other way around. Um, Laura Steele, for me, there is no substitute on the planet that is the first true belly laugh of a baby. Hmm. Recently got to see a video of my great-granddaughter, Juliet, who's seven months old, who broke out in a huge laugh watching her dad make faces and funny sounds. Shall we not forget that laughter is part of our DNA? Uh, <laughs> Lynn Cox, Lynn says that uh, Princess Marshmallow does what she wants. 
Yep, that's pretty much the expectation of cats. And Baker says, I say that encouragement to move and dance at home, not in public, is a great way to move toward embodied that we are sometimes thought about creating more of it, Wes. Uh, Judy Ohm, so many people have complimented me on my joyous laughter that it has encouraged me to laugh even more heartily. You go, Lynn, uh, Judy. Peter, I loved Lynn's joke about Descartes. Here is my answer to Descartes. Me, I think, so I know that I am. I understand, so I know. Hold on, sorry, that just slipped out. Uh, feel, I understand, so I know what I am. I feel, so I... I feel, so I care what I am. I dream, so I know what I might become. I act, so I become myself. Okay. Karen Skofieleka, I love when my family laughs together at an oft-told joke, laughing more from the memory of the joy it brings than at the joke itself. Tears of laughter are liquid joy. I think that is a great note to finish on. Thank you very much, Karen. And let us move into our next segment, our Share the Plate. Just as we share our perspectives in this community, so too do we share our resources and gifts. Here at West, we split the Sunday collection between our operating budget and a fund dedicated to justice and compassion. We appreciate each person's generous giving as they're able. This month, half of the offering is dedicated to Life Pieces to Masterpieces. Life Pieces to Masterpieces uses artistic expression to develop character and leadership, unlock potential, and prepare African-American boys and young men to transform their lives and communities. And I have to comment that I have known about Life Pieces to Masterpieces for close to 25 years now, ever since my days in the Congressional Chorus, when we collaborated with them on some fundraising and they did artwork for us for our CD. And I am personally thrilled that they are still around and going strong. Uh, you can see on the slide the number to give by text for today's collection, 202-335-1885. And you can also donate via the donate button at the Ethical Society website, ethicalsociety.org. We'll now receive your gifts and the gift of more music from Uno, Dos, Tres, Andres. Quiero un amor pequeñito Quiero un amor gigante Como un cielo grande Tan grande para compartir No quiero alegrarte un poquito El mundo sería tan bonito Si esta alegría fuera compartida Y la gente fuera más feliz Un amor tan grande como un continente Un amor alegre, tan sincero Un amor tan grande como el horizonte Más alto que un monte hasta el cielo No quiero soñar un poquito Pues esto es lo que necesito Soñemos en grande y va 
There we are. Thank you so much to the many people who helped create this morning's time together. Interim music coordinator, Liam Morris, guest musicians, Uno, Dos, Tres, Andres, membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas, slide artists, John and Abby Dakin, and tech host, John Lika. Thank you to Robin Kravitz for communication support. And thanks also to the staff members who aren't as visible at platform, but whose work makes the activities of less possible. These include Seek Assistant and Dara Miles, Youth Coordinator Linda Irizarry, and Business Administrator Tom Hutton. And thank you to those who are leading and supporting our work in the weeks to come. As always, this week has a variety of opportunities for West members and friends to connect virtually around shared interests and in support meetings and discussion groups. Please see the latest version in our news of our news and notes email, or if you're not receiving that, please contact Robin Kravitz to get on our email list. She's at Robin, R-O-B-Y-N-K at ethicalsociety.org. Normally, I would invite you to Zoom coffee hour after the platform, but today we are foregoing that gathering so that we can move directly into our spring membership meeting. We hope members stay for that and that everyone is back for social time after platform next week. Also this week, widening the anti-racism lens continues to meet to examine different aspects of life at West with a session tomorrow night focusing on governance. These sessions are open to all who are interested in discussing the topics with an anti-racism lens. Note that these sessions are not anti-racism training workshops, and it's helpful to have a basic understanding of white supremacy institutions. For more information, contact Trang Duong or Donna Taylor. This Wednesday, June 9th, offers no less than three special opportunities for social action and ethical reflection. At noon, members of our Earth Ethics Action Team will join Interfaith Power and Light and other partner organizations for a climate justice rally on Capitol Hill. This event, 100 Leaders for 100% Clean Energy, will be outdoors and face masks will be required. Please contact Sue Jacobson, Rich Reese, or Terry Smith if you'd like to join the West Contingent. Then at 3 p.m., you can join members of the Immigration Justice Team and our partners in the Congregation Action Network for the launch of Fast for Faith, a public witness project to support immigration justice. Again, this will be outdoors. And contact Patty Absher to add your name to the West Group for that event. And then at 8 o'clock p.m. comes the kickoff of the 106th Annual Assembly of the American Ethical Union with the keynote address by Egberto Willis, uh, excuse me, Willies, I'm not sure how to pronounce that name, on the topic, empowering us all makes our demands undeniable and attainable. This year's assembly on the theme addressing the whole truth about America is being conducted via Zoom and to make it even more accessible, it's spread out over two months. Registration is free and you can see the full schedule of events at aau.org. As for things on days other than this Wednesday, uh, there's a cookout for middle and high school youth next Sunday, the 13th. Please RSVP to youth coordinator Linda Irizarry. And the regular board meeting for June has been postponed to June 16th. Board meetings are open to visitors except for items in executive session. Minutes are posted in the members only section of the website. 
Next week, June 13th, we will, we will welcome Amy Vruno. She's the lead organizer for the Washington Interfaith Network for a platform about building solidarity through heart, head, and action. We'll see you for that next Sunday at 1030 right here on Zoom. Finally, thank you for being here with us today. <clears throat> now let's enjoy together our closing song of the month, sung by Leah Morris and Jacob. This is Somebody Come and Play with a little bonus Rick Astley at the end. for me. Oh, I wonder what a little Rick Astley meant, but now I know. <laughs> okay, well, um, now I invite you to join me for our closing words. As you see on the screen, let us go into the week ahead with compassion, understanding, and commitment, amplifying joy, and gathering in peace for our hearts and for a quest for a better world. Again, we hope to see all members at the membership meeting immediately following this platform. But if you're new to our community, please send an email to our membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas, and introduce yourself. Thanks so much for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you again next Sunday. Have a great week, everybody. And again, members, uh, please stick around uh, for the membership meeting. Oh, I'm told that the meeting will start at noon, so you do have a little time for a break to uh, get some food in you or whatever else you need to do between now and noon. Um, and there are questions about the link for the meeting. I believe that would be a separate link. Um, 
if anybody knows otherwise, please correct me. Yeah, the link is in the news and notes and the Sunday links email. So it is uh, perhaps a different link. And uh, Lynn just put it in the chat as well. It is a different link. It will be a meeting rather than a webinar. Got it. Okay. Thank you so much, everyone. And we'll look forward to seeing you soon. Have a great